At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Well, hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Eric, my man. Hey, I'm Mark. As you've known me for a while, so... Joining me, obviously, yeah, is yeah, Mark. Yeah. Uh, thanks course. for coming to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. have two other people with us today, as is tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rio. Hey. Welcome uh, welcome back. Thanks, thanks again for having me. My favorite Rio in the entire world, by the way. Do you know any other Rios? Nope. Okay. <laughs> that was... Yeah. Okay. Number not, one, not uh, <laughs> number one Rio in the world. <laughs> that you know. Anyways, also joining us, <laughs> also joining us is uh, Brianna. Uh, Hi. Yeah, there you go. She waves at us. Like, yeah. No, this is a podcast. You got to speak. Hello. Yeah. Oh. There you go. She, you finally found your voice. <laughs> I will today. <laughs> the radio voice. <laughs> Hello. Uh, anyways, welcome to episode seventy-eight. Uh, this is Bestiary and Herborum Part Dose. Yeah, I really enjoyed doing the first one of these. It was so, like, just random information, random creatures you've never thought about. Yeah. And now we're going to do part two. Yeah, part two. So um, if you're unfamiliar with the idea of what we're doing, we just pick a bunch of publications from Games Workshop. Uh, we go through them and just scour for plants or animals that are listed in this. Sometimes... Mm-hmm. A plant animal. Yeah, sometimes um, animal plants. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes plant animals. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. animalants. You know, it's not. It's hard to really try and nail down everything. Yeah, so. yeah. But we um, do our best. But yeah, today we're gonna focus on uh, some dark heresy publications. Yeah, I think we picked like four different books mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, uh, but before we actually get into the meat of the episode, we actually have a pretty big announcement yeah 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 um, yeah. something we've been cooking up for a couple months now we've been chatting about and keeping on the down low you know, you know and... all those times you hear us say yep big things big things, <laughs> coming. Big things. <laughs> we finally have the big things That's announcement right. um so as of october 21st which oh <laughs> <laughs> i like that as of october 21st uh Lorehammer will be going exclusive on spotify yeah yeah they offered us a partnership with them and it, it's uh, kind of cool it's crazy yeah, yeah that's they, amazing they're yeah. just as excited to work with us as we are to work with them yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah it's a really exciting time I, I always i don't know what to say sometimes like uh it's kind of overwhelming it, it really is yeah. um but uh, yeah, we're super excited for it. It's going to mean that me and Eric will have a lot more free time and also resources to put more into the podcast. Absolutely. And that hopefully will translate into more episodes, better episodes. Um, so we're, we're super excited. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit because it will affect everybody. Like Eric said, it will happen October 21st, uh, 2020 will be the first day that you can only find Lorehammer 
all of Lorehammer on Spotify. Yeah. Um, so it gives you a couple weeks here to transition to Spotify, which is easy. Yeah, you download the like, app. It's a free app. Absolutely. I just yeah. started using it because of this. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like now I have like a bunch of music. Uh, it's just awesome. Honestly, so, like, and this is not a plug that they asked me to do, but I just downloaded Spotify like a couple months ago. My music has changed so much right it's wild right so even yeah. if you don't do it for lore hammer do it for the music <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? that's crazy but uh yeah spotify is free um our podcast it's not going to be changing yes like, you will still like you can still access it for free yeah as well on spotify exactly so. um yeah and and you can follow the podcast on spotify uh which is very similar to how subscribing works on other platforms yeah uh, and so that way you'll just get like an update as soon as you know a new episode goes live and uh, they have a download option, so you can download the episode and listen to it off of like your Wi-Fi if you want, and you can even add specific episodes that you like to playlists. So there's a lot. It has of... like it has a pause button. Oh my, what? <laughs> yeah, it's no crazy. Way. They <laughs> have skip back 15 seconds, skip forward 15 seconds. Spotify is awesome. I they're, love they're it. treating us like kings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In this, uh, but the the important thing <laughs> is that. October 21st, if you're having trouble finding us, it's because we're on Spotify. Yeah, so come join us, please. Yeah. There's so many podcasts going Spotify exclusive now, so it, it's 100% worth it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's free. So just it is. come yeah. join us. It's and everybody awesome. has like a smartphone. You know, yeah. you just download the app. Absolutely. It's, it's free. Yeah. yeah, what we'll even do <laughs> is if you're on like our Facebook or our Instagram, we'll even have a link. Uh, for you to click and it'll just take you right to our page on spotify yeah uh and you can just follow it right there if you don't have spotify it'll help you download it so we really made it dummy proof which is good because if there's anything about warhammer 40k people Mm -hmm. it's that we're yeah we're we're pretty much idiots (laughs) so idiot savants some of us but Overall, I'm just an idiot. idiot. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I hear you. There's no redemption for me. <laughs> I need people to literally hold my hand. Like, Eric, this is how you cross the street. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you have any questions about it, guys, let us know. We're really excited for it. We if, hope if you, have, you yeah. are excited about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'll hear more in the coming couple weeks or episodes uh, until we actually transition. Yeah, so. exactly. Super excited. Very, very excited. Um, so the next thing, uh, go join our Patreon because even though we're Spotify, you know, we still need people's support. So keep keep that up. I've been I've been blown away by Patreon support. I think we have almost over 500 Patreon members now. That's so, like, like Yeah, that, yeah. I, my heart. <laughs> it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, if you feel like throwing us a buck, supporting the show that way. We also yeah. sell merchandise on Redbubble or go check out our Facebook or Instagram, all that kind of stuff, yeah, too. Our Discord is a pretty big community. Yeah. Very friendly. Very friendly. Yeah, it, it's kind of awesome to just I dip back every once in a while, just scroll through messages. Mm-hmm. Everyone's very encouraging on there. I, I so. put a bunch of people are posting pictures of their plants on there. So I took a picture oh, no. of your setup. Oh, yeah. Yes. I put it and they're like, oh, that's so nice. You did such a good job, Mark. And I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty awesome. Wow. <laughs> Your plans. Yes. Yeah, but he took the credit for it. It's all right. They're out there. <laughs> they're out there. They're getting love. As if you like plans, I guess go join our Discord. And also, don't forget to uh, check out uh, Lorehammer Let's Talk or Let's Talk Lorehammer. I don't yeah, know which Let's way Talk go. Lorehammer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a podcast that focuks on the community of Lorehammer. They do uh, contests, interviews. interviews with actual yeah. listeners. Um, they'll do topics that are not appropriate for a lore podcast. <laughs> that we're not too la- that we're too lazy yeah. to deal with. Is yeah, really not saying that inappropriate things are just not 
you know, they just they're just uh, not lore. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so go check that out. It's pretty cool. Uh, Dylan and Matt are doing a good job with that. So yeah, yeah. things are things are happening. Um, anything else you can think of? You know, honestly, for such a massive topic pre like pre episode, yeah. that's a very fast intro. We got for through us. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> go, go, go. It is exciting, though. I'm really it, happy for you guys. Yeah, Thank it's crazy. You. Well, yeah. you know what? It actually, it like, none of this would have been possible without you guys as well. Like, all the people that support us by being on the show, yeah. people that support us by spreading news about the show, people mm-hmm. that just come back and listen. There's a guy who said, yeah, I'm on my third listen through <laughs> of this show, and I'm like, that's too much, man. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like 500 hours of content. It's wild. <laughs> so, at, like, people who do that, that's that's contributing to us, yeah. and that's super appreciated. And yeah. I, I don't know, it's yeah, it's one of those things. I don't know what to say except thank you. you yeah, know? thank you. Yeah. Anyway, big things, big things, <laughs> big <laughs> things. Uh, let's get uh, right into our episode. How yeah. about um, so, Bestiary and Herborum Part Two? Uh, so in this episode, oh, I kind of already said that, but I'm going to say it all again for the people who aren't listening in the back. <laughs> in this episode. Instead of picking a singular topic, we will be scouring through a few different publications to find all the alien plants and animals that inhabit the galaxy. There exist an unknown number of alien lifeforms in the galaxy, and sprinkled here and there throughout many different books, we can find them. This is the second episode of this nature, and with today's focus being several of the Dark Heresy books. Yeah. Uh, Dark Heresy was a role-playing game created by Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, in it, you, you know, you start as an acolyte in the service of an inquisitor in the Calixis sector, where is the majority of their yeah. story-driven narratives happen in this Calixis sector. They just yeah. they took a lot of freedoms in that thing, um, and so these are some of the plants and animals that you, as an acolyte, might actually encounter on your journeys through this sector. Yeah, and all of them are just. You want to encounter each and every one, I think, of yeah. these animals. There, you don't want to miss any. So, absolutely, you want to you want to get as much variety <laughs> and danger. Oh, danger! As, look, not one of these is good. <laughs> I was curious oh, of that. I was like, yeah. do we really want to get into that? Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, but the, your character does. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanna you wanna see them risk their life and limb crawling over a plant mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that that I will explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. It's dangerous. <laughs> so the first book we're going to go from is the Dark Heresy Core Rulebook, and this was written in 2008. Mm. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about some flora first. And the first thing we are going to talk about... Yeah, I didn't make slides, so if you're watching the video <laughs> and you see what I'm pulling up here, I'm just using... So as old, you can see on the screen, um, we're going to talk about a brain leaf um, yeah, first. The, the brain leaf. So the brain leaf... <laughs> oh, so that's what it looks like. That is exactly what it looks like, yes. So Interesting. <laughs> uh, the brain leaf plant is a grayish vine-like plant that resembles a coarse vine or ivy. Each tendril of the vine is tipped with a single large fleshy leaf. And within each leaf resides a macro cell forming part of its alien intelligence. And while not sentient, this does offer the plant a form of gestalt consciousness. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Because uh-huh. you know what that means. It's yeah, the it, you and the and, and, you, and the you ever know what it is, yeah. whatever the <laughs> leaf course. and the thing, what does it is it conscious. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but it's also referred to as a slave vine or the gray weed. <gasps> is that foreshadowing? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, it's most often found parasitically wrapped around larger plants or trees, and then often even crawling up rock faces, on old buildings, statues, anything like that. Really, it's like it's a creepy. Yeah, vine. it's a crawling vine. So pretty much anywhere where there's kind of growth, you can see this plant, which <laughs> means almost everywhere. <laughs> you know, so be on the lookout. Uh. <laughs> the underside of the leaves are barbed to latch onto its victims that stray too close to the vine. So that's always nice. Yeah. Once attached. Just a little barb. Yeah. It's not a big <laughs> deal to what happens yeah, to yeah. you. So once attached, uh, microscopic fiber bundles grow from the leaf to penetrate the skin. Now that sounds painful. Well, yeah. You'd think that wouldn't be great, but just wait till what happens next. It's not actually that bad. The fiber the fiber bundles then extend through the victim's nervous system to take complete control of the body. And so, then, uh, so we have everywhere? a yeah. So we have a third category now. We got plant animals, animal plants. We also got plant people. So what is people, that? People plants are the peepees. I call them. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, the, the plant people. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> when the victim is fully under control of the plant, the leaf that then detaches from the vine, allowing the brain leaf thrall to operate independently from the larger vine. These slaves of the brain leaf are most often used to protect the plant or help proliferate its young. A new leaf then rapidly grows on the tip of the vine. Fucking weird. Yeah, this, I just, I just imagine these large leaves like dangling in like a canopy. And as soon as like you brush one with your head or whatever, it just, (laughs) you know, it just makes sure it gets you with its barbs and then it shoves the things inside you. And And now that plant has a guard with the last gun. So that's nice. This would work outside of your house, right? Yeah. 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 That's what no one would come in. No, no, no. no. You want to surround your property. Even you though. Yeah. Even you wouldn't come into this. Overgrow the door. Well, we're in now. The the plant would be like, look at me. (laughs) Look at me. This is my house now. Um, so these brain leaf thralls are drooling, nerve-damaged, twitching shamblers. Uh, <laughs> they are completely under the control of the plant, their nervous, state, their nervous system taken over. The plant slave normally remains close to the parent plant uh, and throws their bodies at any perceived threat. <laughs> because they're, they're not tactile, these ones. Hmm. You know, they can't operate machinery or, or do anything with particular fine motor skills. They're literally just a mobile form of this plant who's just like, let me <laughs> run and jump oh. on things that are a threat. <laughs> you know? um, just in case you ever do get a brain leaf on your head, though, yeah, uh, it is possible to remove the leaf. Oh, that's nice. I'm taking notes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> though it causes excruciating pain right. as Got severing the plant deals massive trauma to your nervous system. <laughs> Irreparable, even, some would say. Um yeah, after you even regain consciousness, you would be a shell of your former self. You lack any of your previous mobility. Well, it's just so sad you're not a part of the just a fine Yeah, you're just sad anymore, that you've left you know? the tree. And, you're never uh, going to fully recover from no, that emotion. You were part of something bigger than yourself. Exactly. And now you yeah. just you miss it. You just come back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put, it, put it back on. Put it back on. <laughs> Uh, 
so you lose mobility, strength, and your will, and more often than not, you actually just go insane. Sure. You're just you can't handle what happened to you. <laughs> you can't handle without life without the plan. But in all fairness, I feel like that would be a lot of things in 40k. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I would step out my door mm-hmm. and I would instantly be like, "Nope, can't handle that." Oh, great. Going it's in. raining blood. Great. Yeah, going inside. Going back inside, <laughs> you know. Uh, the brain leaf is commonly mistaken for the catechin brain leaf plant, whose leaves detach from the vine itself in order to fly and find its prey. We had a picture of this. GW even drew a picture. Yeah. And it literally looks like a tablecloth. Like it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah. crazy. Uh, so we talk- the leaves detach and then fly. Yeah, that's yeah. on the yeah, ca- they- the catechin one, the catechan one. Yeah. And this is very similar, but yeah. this one, the leaf doesn't detach until right. it has the victim completely subdued. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but on that one, yes, the leaf detaches wow. and even can like, like make itself fly a little bit <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to crazy. find something. Wow. That's yeah. Crazy. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. It's nice. I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of them. <laughs> That's not. Burn it with fire. <laughs> Get the flamer. Further examination has determined that the brain leaf is most likely a bizarre evolutionary mutation of the tyranid cortex leech, which is a. Uh, a small bug that will burrow into your brain and take over your body. Yeah, they have these massive spines like needles yeah. almost that they jab into your brain <laughs> and then they take control of you. But the Lots crazy brain thing is stuff here. these are like the tyranid cortex leech is a bug. Yeah. Straight mm. up like an animal. Yeah. And the brain leaf is like a plant. Yeah. And so it's really crazy to think of what that evolutionary process yeah, would be. How long did it take? What changes did it undergo you know so like was a guy trying to breed the cortex leaks at a plant like smashing them together yeah. trying yeah, to yeah. make just rub them on each other and then put them in a box and see what happens that's super yeah. strange yeah it's yeah. weird i do have a question though yeah. so um the things that we're talking about you can find them in the calexis um sector yeah so but there's so many different planets on there are the, are these just among the planets or like how yeah this one seems to be uh pretty pretty all over the place, but we do have some that we talk about that are only native to, to single oh, okay. planets. So you'll find this yeah. one on multiple planets. Yeah. You'll even probably find it outside the Calixis Center. Oh, just, okay. just how like the Catacan brain leaf yeah. now exists throughout the entire galaxy. I think. Yeah. Right. Because part so, of the way it like spreads and reproduce is um, to get a host and then have it travel somewhere. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah. and so, however, like, and a lot of times as well, people in the 40k universe are like. Yes, I will use this as a guard plant. So they'll take part of it and they'll put it somewhere right. else. They'll take it off planet. Right. And they find I did out, already think of that. They find out it's an invasive species yeah. and it kills everyone on the planet. <laughs> and it has to be exterminated. And, you know, it's a whole big thing. It's right? a thing. It's yeah. a situation. But just because, uh, unless it specifically says it's on only a single planet, chances are very good you'd mm. find it somewhere okay. else as well. But it was spread by people spreading it. It, it, it doesn't like... For the most part, that's my guess. Yeah. Some of these, it's very possible that they have some ability to transfer themselves planet to planet. Right. Like, we know of animals that can do that, so why not plants, you <laughs> right, know? Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so because it, the last thing, because it is, you know, mutated from the Tyranid Cortex leech, yeah. it's very, very sought after by uh, inquisitors of the Ordo Xenos who want to like study it and trying to determine like what you know changed from it being an alien species into a plant. Hmm. So, so this plant actually would be pretty new 
Because Tyranids have only been in the galaxy. They haven't been in the galaxy well, that long. That's a debatable topic, right? Uh, okay, I guess they have had Yeah, there's there's enough stuff. weird things sure. with the Tyranid fleets for us yeah. to think that they might not have, or they might have been way beyond what we think. It still must have evolved relatively fast, though. Oh, but yeah, the, yeah, we know exactly. the Tyranids also yeah. evolve really fast. Mm. So yeah. who knows? Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Maybe, did it say if the humans directed this or the Tyranids? No. It yeah, because if the Tyranids were in control of the evolution, then it yeah it would be pretty crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't see what the benefit of this is over a Cortex leech. Sure. Yeah, cort. Ah. Um, and why this? Why this would be in the Calixus sector, which I don't think the Tyranids have a particularly hey, large. Hey, look, Eric. <laughs> look at the picture of the next image. I see. Look at those brain leaves. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to comprehend what I'm looking at. <laughs> it's not brain leaves. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I'll give you something else. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, you got to watch out for overhead large fleshy leaves. Yeah, yeah. It's best to just carry a flamer and just shoot it in small bursts every five seconds. <laughs> Absolutely. <in front> <laughs> that's the only yeah, way. Machetes don't cut it anymore. <laughs> you need massive fuck off flamers <laughs> <laughs> stay away plants uh rio you want to take the ghost fire sure cool okay so this is the ghost fire flower it's native to the world locanthos uh, iacanthos oh iacanthos sorry yeah. um the ghost fire flower was found to have potent psychoactive properties and once rendered down it becomes an extremely powerful bloodlust inducing combat drug my favorite that's yeah. nice interesting so Though Iocanthos um, was initially a dumping ground for criminals and unwanted, their only tie to the Imperium has become this drug. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <laughs> uh, which is heavily used among many penal legions. Yeah, the crazy thing is that they literally just pump this drug into criminals and they hand them las guns and like run at that 50 foot tyranid monster what? okay boss wow. <laughs> yeah whatever you say <laughs> can't wait to kill shit you know like you know some planets say they, they use their prisoners to pick up trash on the side of the highway sure yeah <laughs> others, some some used to make license plates mm, and stuff others, others they sacrifice to tyranid they give them a powerful bloodlust inducing combat drug <laughs> um okay so the crazy thing about Iacanthos actually is yeah. that it's now pretty much in a constant feudal state. There's like nomads and tribes. Oh, cool. Yeah, that are constantly just like roaming across the planet. And so everyone... this is like Australia then, eh? Yeah, pretty much the exact same. Hmm. Perfect. Just a bunch of crazy things there. Crikey. Oh. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, but uh, and it's governed by uh, like just a bunch of warlords yeah. too, and yeah. all they want to do is control this plant because wow. <laughs> that's the tithe, you know. Like sure. if, if you want to be in power, it means you have to give up this plant to the Imperium that comes. So. Are that's there cool. any books about this like world and this kind of? There's actually within this Dark Heresy book, there's a decent amount of information about Iacanthos yeah. itself. Because that, uh, that's it's... an interesting setting to play in. Oh, it would yeah. be, yeah. Yeah, and you're you're struggling to survive on this planet. Yeah. You end up addicted to the ghost fire <laughs> plant. You find yourself a warlord for some reason. Every oh, time, every time. Oh, they they have a um, a picture of what the planet looks like. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's an angry world. Yeah, like there's a bunch of information. Population, uh, five billion. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, criminals. <laughs> oh, good. We know the gravity of it. One point four one. Jeez, that's crazy. Huh. It's so. Uh, 
awesome to me sometimes, like the minutia right? of detail yeah. that you find. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, there's a see look, there's a lot of information about Iacanthos itself. Um, but a lot of it, it it comes from these dark heresy settings, which are like they're designed obviously for role playing games. So yeah. Yeah. you need as much information as possible. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool though. So uh, the plant itself has proven extremely difficult, if not impossible, to cultivate or synthesize off-planet, which in turn only increases its value on Iacanthos. Uh, there is a local legend that the plant feeds off the anguish and suffering of the inhabitants of the planet, and oddly <laughs> enough, the flowers seem to thrive in areas where, um, where there had previously been large-scale conflicts and bloodshed. Wow, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. What's so that? apparently, among the nomads, it's like a legend for them that. Um, like anytime someone like feels pain or anguish, it's feeding these plants. But and it's kind of like a not so well kept secret that sometimes these warlords will just like, hey, we need a crop. Let's just sacrifice oh, a bunch That's of people insane. and then grow some ghost fire plants out of where their corpses is that, fell. Is that for like, the emperor, though, well, naturally for the, for the tide for right. the emperor. But I'm is, sure they look pretty too? <laughs> yeah, they sound nice. Is that potentially like warp uh, influenced or like how does that work? I That's I crazy. couldn't even begin to tell you, yeah. but it the does. The anguish is definitely weird, but like blood, like nutrient rich, that would make sense that it'd grow in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think the anguish but, uh, is kind of that's more of the, the folklore right, and the, the legend myth. behind I see, it. I see. But definitely like this, because this isn't even the only plant we have on this document on in this episode yeah. that has to do with growing out of blood and bodies so <laughs> that's oh, wow yeah. that's crazy <laughs> really cool yeah so oddly enough in the dark heresy core rulebook those were the only two plants that we found yeah and we scoured at least three or four pages of that book. yeah minimum <laughs> like, maybe even five but i don't want to get too yeah, crazy yeah you know? so, so we did our due <laughs> that's right our, don't at us you know if you find another one i don't want to hear about it <laughs> But um, we do. We did find a bunch of animals uh, or fauna, and the first one we're going to talk about is the dusk stalker. Okay, yeah. So here's a picture of it. Uh, I don't believe that was the blade. Wow! Look at that wow. great. Dusk the creatures stalker. feed. <laughs> this creature feeds nightmares, <laughs> uh, and resembles a withered elderly human combined with a gigantic four-limbed spider. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it inhabits dusks, deep swamps, and can mimic human sound okay, and voices. That's the scariest oh, thing I've I ever seen. I don't like that. That is creepy. Yeah. It just. Help! Help! Ah. No, nope, you're dead. Don't go. But yeah, so dusk is the, the planet. Um, and apparently, this stalker just calls out and will mimic, like, even your friends if you get separated. And then, you know, it's going to kill you. Kind of got one image here, it looks like. Oh, yeah, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, they could make a few movies out of that. Let's yeah, hope that's not. terrible. <laughs> yeah, you think it does stuff with its tongue? Like, <laughs> probably, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, they're the ability to mimic human yeah, voices that's terrifying. and resembling like an elderly, withered human <laughs> body is just insane. Like, how do these animals? I don't know. Why? I don't Why? Know. <laughs> Weird. Why are you like this? <laughs> um, though only native to the planet Dusk of the Dusk system, the stalker is well-known terror throughout the entire Kalexis sector. It That's would how be. terrifying it yeah, is. Yeah, like you would tell this to your children, like, don't get out of that, otherwise the <laughs> yeah. Dusk stalker will 
Yeah. They'll eat you. Yeah. And, and the, it will sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> the only saving grace behind this thing is apparently it inhabits deep swamps. Mm. Sure. So if for some reason you could avoid swamps altogether, maybe you're safe. Now, let's find out. Is Dusk a just swamp a planet? swamp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a massive swamp planet. Um, okay. So next we're going to do Grox, uh, which we've definitely talked about before. Yeah. But Grox is a large reptilian creature native to the Solomon system, obviously within the Calexis sector. Uh, once discovered, Grox were quickly absorbed into Imperium agriculture and exported to many, many worlds. They are quadrupeds with a massive body, short legs, a stubby tail, and a horned and spiked face. An adult Grox is, on average, five meters long. Fast. That's so big. Yeah, that's, that's huge. They're fast, <laughs> well-muscled, and aggressive. Uh-huh. And they're covered in spikes. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so this all, you know, like the, the, the attitude about them changed as soon as people realized that they're extremely palatable and even nutritious. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So adding to their usefulness, they survive on any food and are even capable of subsisting on bare rocks for <laughs> weeks at a time. What? Crazy. So yeah, like you have the most harsh conditions on your planet. You yeah. just can't grow food. You just toss a couple grocks and let them munch the rocks. You know, <laughs> just let them munch it. You know, yeah. grocks munch rocks. That's <laughs> it, what I always say. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah, it's common. <laughs> Eric saying, uh, in order to farm this noble creature, the Imperium did what it does best. So it's this highly aggressive creature. Yeah. So you know, you just do a quick lobotomy on it. It works. It's easy. Worked for me. Now you got the... <laughs> oh, my God. What were you like before? <laughs> you don't want to know. Has anyone been in this basement? So they uh, lobotomized the majority of the herds as well as used chemical sterilizers and small electro implants to make sure that the naturally aggressive grocs were docile. Um, but even in their docile state, risk still exists. Uh, and so they are normally kept far away from human settlements. Like they're, yeah, they're fucking stampedes huge. still yeah. like happen, even though they're lobotomized, chemically yeah. like castrated, and they have electro implants, like all these things, trying to just shut them up. And they still like <laughs> crazy. Well, like, yeah, what what is fifteen five meters? That's uh, 15, fifteen feet. feet? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's just, a big monster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and in a herd, yeah, like. <laughs> There could be hundreds of them maybe in a herd. I don't yeah. know who knows how much, but let's go with thousands. Millions. Millions even. <laughs> hundreds of millions. You know what? Screw it. The planet is just Grox. Exactly. The whole it's surface. a Grox planet. Yes. <laughs> classic Imperial classification <laughs> yeah. there. Um, yeah, so that is actually uh, one of the most common food sources in the entire Imperium. Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been moved to a lot of planets and then adapted to that planet. Yeah. and It's just so hardy. Yeah. You know, and... And tasty, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. Get your daily Grox meat. <laughs> it would take uh, all day or longer to get one of those. Oh, yes. Oh, I'd eat the shit. <laughs> uh well also mentioned with grox in the dark heresy book um are a couple other i, I we assume very similar kind of beasts yeah uh spiral horns demi pack and tusk bisons Perfect. so they're, they are listed by name in the book unfortunately they don't um 
like they don't list any information about them they just say they're all common types of herd beasts used by the imperium as food mm. so that's and, all we and really know none of them sound nice though yeah no spiral horns a tusk bison a demi pack i don't know what that is i don't know i'm scared of it <laughs> it's not as friendly sounding as cow that's i can right. tell you that yeah. much yeah. moo you know moo. that's not very threatening <laughs> uh <laughs> All right, Brianna, I hate to do this to you. I get it in you. I'm going to make don't you read it. the Nightwing. I don't think you should. I think we should. My phone's updating. I don't know what's happening. Oh, perfect. That's You're not perfect. out of this. Oh, boom. No, Look at that. Hot on the we drill. found a phone for you. Ah, next. Next. It's wow. either this one or the longest one. Yeah. Take your pick. The thing is, is I, I, I have no experience on any read, On ones. reading? I, yeah. I, <laughs> like, me too. Listen, me too. I can't even read to my three year old. <laughs> Like, it's a toddler book, but it's complicated for mommy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she has insecurities. What is this color? <laughs> you tell me, Harley. You tell me. <laughs> Banana. Uh, you know what? Fine. <laughs> Next time, I'll practice you... my voice. <laughs> you do your voice exercise before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, in that case, the next thing, uh, Rio will take care of it. <laughs> Thank you, Rio. Uh, Loyal Rio. <laughs> the Nightwing. The Nightwing, yeah. yeah. It's okay. I'll, I'll butcher it. Oh, <laughs> then I'll feel better. <laughs> okay, well, the Nightwing is a nocturnal creature. Um, it has an amber slug-like body and the length of a... Uh, sorry, and is the length of a man's arm. So, crazy enough, when I hear the word Nightwing... I don't think of slug. Yeah. No. But this is a slug the size of a man's arm. So what? Like two, two and a half. I don't know. How long is my arm? Oh, at least a foot. At least a f- You know what it is? <laughs> at least a foot. At so these night wings are slugs that are at least a foot. <laughs> Intimidating. That is Still. a big slug, though. It's a big slug. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so the body itself is featureless other than a small round mouth surrounded by hooked barbs on one end of its body, which I assume is its, I don't know, could be either the, barbs. the anus or the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that it's right in the middle of the slug. <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, and it excretes a poisonous gas that persists within... Um, one meter of itself that temporarily stuns those that breathe it in. Jeez. So when a creature enters this range and is stunned, the Nightwing then approaches and attempts to bite it. Uh, once attached, they automatically will latch onto their prey and will attempt to drain it of all its blood. <laughs> ah. So due to their small size, however, this is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> it is unlikely that a full-grown human would succumb to it. Yeah, the... I think, like, if you were caught unawares by this thing and, yeah. you know, maybe if, you know, you're already fatigued or something, maybe this thing kills you. But I yeah. think for the most part, you probably are surviving an encounter with a Nightwing, which is crazy because when I hear Nightwing, again, I yeah. think of something way more terrifying than a slug. Yeah. So it's more like a leech, though, it's, really. It's exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah. But uh, but maybe it has to do with like when people are sleeping and having to do with the night. That's when they can get them because they're not oh. moving. They're still. It is a nocturnal and creature. You, I oh, do wow. say yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And wing. Maybe it just has maybe one wing. <laughs> just a weird. <laughs> maybe it kind of flattens into like a membrane. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't like thinking about that. <laughs> maybe it's squeezing under doors. Oh, that's that'd be terrifying. <laughs> um, but we do like. 
there's a couple of ways that the book even mentions um, different scenarios of dealing with this thing. So if you have a breathing apparatus, you yeah. completely nullify its poison, mm. um, which is I think its main attack in order because it, it can't fight. You know, it yeah. just needs to stun you and then drain you of all your blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you're not stunned, it's a simple then, life. But yeah, it's good. It's a good one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like let's say you're with a partner, uh, and yeah. you know Mark gets stunned, and the you know the slug starts slugging itself over <laughs> to him. It's more than uh, a foot long. It's yeah. like turbo speed, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, like as soon as someone else is there, Rio goes and just hits that thing with a stick. Right. Oh no, yeah. Mark is safe. You know. <laughs> So here's a question. Does salt work against these? Well, there's not enough salt in the world for that. <laughs> You're like peeing on it. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Quick. It bit me. All right. I'll pee on it. No, no. No, I'm going to do it. Anyways. Uh, who knows if salt works yeah, who knows? on it or not. But I think it would be worth a shot. Yeah. Okay, let's do an RPG right now. And I will DM. You can throw some salt at the okay, slug. Here we go. I... Open my salt bag and it I explodes. Grab, Damn it! <laughs> it would, of course. The, the chemical reaction of the poisonous gas and the salt makes a deadly uh, mm, yeah. explosion. I should have known every yeah. time. Stupid! Oh. Shouldn't have brought More pure sodium. Idiot! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Up next, we got the saber wolf. I'll read this one. Um, the saber wolf has been created by centuries of breeding mutant creatures and Xenos predators, <laughs> and is now an apex hunter. Okay. You think we learn our lesson? <laughs> I, I don't get the Imperium. Like, we do that now yeah. in movies, and we don't learn our lesson. <laughs> and we apparently haven't in 40,000 years. <laughs> no, no. You gotta do it for science. Of course. It's for science. Yeah, it's for science. This four-legged creature is able to move stealthily across most terrain, and while in the open... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It can move frightening fast. It's very quick. Uh, its body is lean but highly muscled and is about the size of an average dog. It's not that big. Mm. No. But, but uh, it's terrifying. But it's fast. When it can like move like so quiet you can't even see it or hear it or do nothing. Yeah. And move fast. Yeah, that helps. Uh, built for closing the gap between it and its prey, all in order to get close enough to latch its powerful, many-toothed, 
jaws. Um, it's got rows of teeth, like it's, like a shark. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those jaws will latch onto the victim and shred him to pieces. Huh? Yeah. Uh, the saber wolf, while vicious, can be trained. Forty k. Why yeah. you can train it, and if done correctly, look at this death animal that is my pet and friend. <laughs> I mean, people own tigers, so oh yeah, it's possible. I don't know, but you shouldn't. With like a few layers of teeth. <laughs> uh, so lots of nobles in the Calix Calix sector will actually use them as pets or guard animals. Yeah, it makes sense that it's like the noble elite who have too much money and too much time are the ones doing the most dangerous, uh-huh. stupid breeding things. mutants and uh, Xenos predators together yeah. to get this nice to little, create uh, pets that are also wolf. kill machines. Yes. <laughs> so. Crazy. Um, it's crazy that it's an it, it's an uh, sorry it's an apex predator while being so small. Absolutely. So I yeah, wonder yeah. if they like hunt in packs or something. Like Ooh, that. They I must. Mean, wouldn't that be insane? Just well, yeah. we, like, I mean, you could infer that as a wolf, you know, it, it hunts in right, packs. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Plus, though. if it just sneaks up on you, you don't even know it's there. Yeah. It goes for your neck. You're <laughs> yeah. done. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. I don't like them. I don't want one. I've I, said that I'm... about very few creatures I've ever heard of, and this one does not make my list. Uh, The last creature that we're going to go through uh, from this book, the core rule book, is the Saurian Carnosaur. So Saurian is kind of just a catch-all category uh, created by... Oh, look, there we have a picture of a Saurian Carnosaur. Look at all that green energy shooting from its mouth and eyes and that orkiness to it. Odd. Hmm. At least this picture has... Actual a, a reptile creatures yeah. on. What's that guy's name? Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> Wrong episode. Um, so Saurian is a category created by the Magos Biologos, and it really just means large reptile creature. And it's not like a lot of information on this, but this is everything we could kind of glean from it. That yeah. uh, the carnosaur is sometimes famously hunted for meat on some worlds, and then on colony worlds where it's actually posing a threat to the colonies and the workers on it, it's just indiscriminately hunted. It's too dangerous to be uh, kept alive. So these creatures are normally at the apex of the food chain. They're massive. I I always picture a T-Rex. Yeah, exactly. Whether or not that's actually what it looks like, who knows? Uh, But so since they're at the apex of the food chain, they lack a common sense fear of sentient creatures that have guns. That's nice. So, so. they're dumb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, like the saber wolf to me sounds intelligent. Yeah. Right? You know, at like a killing intelligent creature, whereas the saurian carnosaur just sounds like a massive hulking meat eating machine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just goes and still dangerous, but yep. a different kind of dangerous. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, so that's uh, that's all the animals we could find in that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're going to jump into the Dark Heresy Game Master's Kit, and this was published in 2008 as well. So we'll start with uh, the fauna this time. Um, so the one really cool thing about this book that I'll talk about real quick, uh, they had a animal creation oh, yeah. table or whatever, and they had just a bunch of different categories and like different features, and you could randomize a, a creature really quick and... Uh, what the... <laughs> I was just singing to the camera. Just giving sweet nothings to the <laughs> yeah. camera. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was really cool because just some of the categories that they had, <laughs> it was just really helpful in like helping you flesh out weird creatures. <laughs> That's so distracting. Uh, pa- Patreon it. exclusive to see. That's right. If you want to see that wink, 
So the you first definitely one, definitely do. You do. The it's, first it's one we're talking about is uh, the Kalf Sand Devil, and uh, this is a nasty worm-like critter that live in deserts on the planet Kalf. These predatory beasts were, will set ambushes for their prey, able to feel the vibrations in the soil. Uh, oh. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure it can feel it for miles, so that's always nice. Uh, the other the other nice thing about it is its mouth is large enough to swallow a human, so that's always fun. <laughs> and it's you also feel anything; you just be like yeah, you just in, in the, the stomach, right. <laughs> <laughs> except for it's covered in ra- rows of razor razor sharp teeth. So. Oh, so you're just getting shredded on the way down. Yeah, yeah. you'd probably go into shock at some point. Like, yeah, well, I think at some so point sharp. you just die. <laughs> yeah, but you, right, you never know. You might be high on ghost fire flower toxins yeah. or whatever uh, what combat drugs. You don't feel it. Yeah, exactly. Now you're fucking. Yeah, punching. now you're inside. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So bleeding to death, of course. But yeah. Naturally, still they were razor sharp teeth. <laughs> yeah. So the other crazy thing about this creature is it actually has two small arms, like little T Rex arms. Um, <laughs> Close to its mouth uh, that it uses to pull the victim inwards. It's like it makes me think of like <laughs> mandibles, right? Uh, no, no, no. It's like actual arms. I know. I I picture mandibles like when I first hear it, but I know what? they're arms, right? So then I just imagine two little yeah, that's creepy. baby arms terrifying. next to this mouth just constantly trying to shovel things oh. into it. Oh. Uh, I hate that it has arms, honestly. I, I, I like to imagine that it has, like, hands. Yeah, oh, yeah. That are also terrible. just wriggling. Like, with <laughs> thumbs. Yeah, with thumbs. They just grab things. <laughs> Is it the thumbs that scares you? There's an actual picture of it. It would be, it. though. Okay, so in that picture, they have more, like, claws. Wow. Not baby hands. You know what? No, it That's doesn't. I, I like the baby, baby hands. hands. I feel like that would actually be more terrifying, though, than the claws. Yeah. Because you'd be like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why exactly. are they baby? <laughs> so soft. So soft. As a... <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right, I'll get the next one. The ash slug. Uh, so this is a small carrion slug home in many hive worlds, uh, waste zones across the Imperium. So this is one that you'd find anywhere in the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, so the slug secretes a trail of caustic slime behind it, and when harvested properly, this foul-smelling ichor, or ichor, of course, <laughs> um, becomes a powerful paralyzing agent. It sounds mm-hmm. like the perfect thing to put on like a blowgun or a dart yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, lots to... of he- hive gangs will use it for for that yeah, kind of exactly. thing. Exactly, just to incapacitate your enemy. Yeah, um, but caustic, so obviously dangerous to deal with and to harvest. Is always the chance that you just burn yourself or blow yourself up so yeah it's also so there, crazy always... that animals produce like explosive things to me i just i want to produce you know, everyone i produce enough explosive anyways yeah, yeah. uh yeah. moving on yeah. from the ash slug rio you want the black janix sure so the black janix is native to the death world of woe in the Joseon reach and the black janix is a snake whose venom is extremely fatal most who are bitten die instantly. Oh, wow, that's crazy. But for those who somehow survive, they are um, traumatized by the horrific hallucinations caused by the venom. Yeah. There's a lot of like drug effects in these animals and plants, which is yeah. so crazy. They just they interfere with your chemistry, not just ripping you to shreds with razor sharp teeth and pulling you to the mouth with baby arms. <laughs> Goddamn baby arms! I'm never gonna let that go. I think that might be with me forever. Um, 
Yeah. I don't... Okay, kind of off topic, but not really. Have you guys ever seen, like, Venom put into, like, a, a bowl of blood? No. Oh, yeah, and it coagulates? It just instantly turns into pudding. Yeah. Really? It's crazy, it, yeah. Oh, my God. I almost threw up when nice. I saw it. Yeah, it was just, like, a bowl of, of blood and this yeah. a drop of venom, and it just... He poured it onto the ground, and it was like a... Like a thing. What? It, like, stood up by itself. Oh, and yeah. It, like, it was just to show you, like, what happens when the venom gets in your body. It <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. just creates a solid mass of this blood. Jeez. That's insane. Anyways. I don't like that. Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get these motherfucking snakes <laughs> off my motherfucking place. Anyways. Uh-huh. That's all we got for uh, animals now from the game kit. The game master's kit. Hop into Flora here. You're, yes. you're a plant lady. Who oh. I? Oh, no. Come on, just read Not it. Not an alien one. <laughs> just, we'll read it together. Ready? On the count of three. That's I not going to be good it. for anyone. Da, ready? On the count of three. Da, ready? I can't see it. I can't move it. It's all plugged oh. in. <laughs> no. Fuck. <laughs> Your turn. The Dusk Lotus. A plant. <laughs> the Panic and Fear. Later. Yeah, yeah. Please, God. No. <laughs> they told me it wouldn't yeah. be like this. God, no, please. <laughs> you know why we invited you here, right? Brianna, no, you're just a virgin who can't drive. Why? why? I thought we were friends for reasons, and now I don't know anymore why. <laughs> Stop bullying her, Mom. Yeah. It's supposed to be a safe place. Oh. The Dusk Lotus, a plant native to the feral world of dusk in the Malfanian system. That one in bloom produces beautiful white flowers. That's nice. Wow. The only downside to these flowers is that when touched, a toxic is released that causes whoever touched it to writhe around in pain, <laughs> often causing permanent nerve damage. So that's nice. It's a beautiful flower. Uh, because of this, the natives call the plant the rack because it like racks your body with pain. Okay. Um, or death head blooms because it pretty much will fucking kill you. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the, the Gimpy Gimpy? Gimpy. Yeah. Now that I, I can Google. So I, I have The Gimpy Gimpy is a real plant in Australia, and it looks not dangerous at all. See, it just looks like a normal plant, but there's a bunch of tiny microscopic, not even microscopic, they're just really, really small fibers on it. Mm-hmm. And I watched this video of a guy brush two of his fingers ever so lightly across this plant, and within minutes, he's on the ground vomiting <gasps> from pain. And so these barbs, they, like, go into you and immediately release, like, I think it's a neurotoxin, but don't quote me on that. Um, And it just, it's crazy. Like, if you fall into this plant, you'll just, you'll die from pain. It's crazy. Does it actually kill people? Like, I'm pretty sure it it can. Like, it'll overload your brain or something? It'll just burn through your nervous system. Mm, so insane. And the only way to get it out is to, like, peel the things out. So he had, like, a, a hot wax strip. Yeah, like one of those instant ones, you know, you put on, you rub, and even oh, the just rub. even just putting it on, oh. he just threw up again oh. and like had to sit down and like curl up, oh, and then, oh so my yeah, God. and even then like he ripped it out and it didn't doesn't get everything oh. out. <laughs> he was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever done in my life," <laughs> and the dusk lotus is that times ten. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so my... crazy. And this is Australian. Yes. Why is everything crazy in Australia? Like, well, just look how not dangerous it looks. Yeah, that's that's so terrifying. Like, you could just be walking, going on a little hike. It actually looks nice to touch, to be honest. Yeah, it looks fuzzy. Like it looks, yeah, fuzzy. Wow, that's horrible. So I imagine that the dusk lotus is just everything that this is, but prettier, more tantalizing, but also way deadlier (laughs) and. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like it. Uh, up next, we got the sump vine. Okay. The sump vine is found only on the angry world of Dreth. And... Is it really Dreth? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And is your typical vine-like plant, except for, of course, it's 40k, so it's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> uh, the sump vine produces a poisonous sap so lethal that there is a very lucrative black market for it. So it's so deadly, people harvest it and sell it to assassins or whatever. Hmm. But... Uh, that's it's cool. nice. Yeah. I like that. You want one? I, w- I do. Okay. You like the vibe. I want the plant. I want the thing that you don't like, the one that's a dog. I, like <laughs> I just kept wolf. it to myself, though. Uh. <laughs> Brianna's yeah. wild and magical emporium of things that will kill you. <laughs> don't come in my yard. <laughs> uh, so the next thing we have is the maiden's foil. Uh, this is a common hedge plant found on the feudal world of acreage acreage sure as in an acreage <laughs> yep interesting <laughs> i think they ran out of names uh, have we used uh planet bloodlust yet <laughs> yeah no we've had that shoot yeah. all right next up was acreage on the list let's use it uh it's pollen and petals when ground down produce a very potent sedative which has been used medicinally but also for more <laughs> Dot dot dot. Various <laughs> purposes. Ah, <laughs> ah, sedatives. Okay. I feel like to be an apothecary would be such a crazy job in these times. Like, mm. like old school apothecary brought into 40k. You yeah. have all that crazy mysticism. You got the mm. robes. You have the half burnt face. You got some candles. Because you did a mistake. You have a lot of candles a lot of in candles. a lot of skulls. Yeah. <laughs> all all different species and kinds, right? And then someone comes and they're like, you're like, what are you looking for? <laughs> and they like, this is how I imagine this I'm, playing yeah. Keep out going, please. I like it. Yeah. And the guy, you know, is like... I have a man I have to kill. <laughs> he's like, one touch of the maiden's foyer. Or send him into, you know, it's like, uh-huh. keep going. Because, yes. <laughs> and you have to remember, this was built for an RPG. Yeah. Right? right? So everything here has to be very interactable yeah. with, you know, they're not just going to describe things because they look pretty. They're going to describe yeah, them because they look pretty and they'll kill you. Yeah, I don't think my studio plant's making it into the, the list of cool 40K plants. That looks like a brain leaf to me. <laughs> Give it a touch. I'm a little nervous. Give it a little touch. Uh, we got Taichi's Kiss, uh, a strange-looking blood-red orchid that was hybridized from the ghost fire flowers on Icanthos. So I'm just going to halt you for one second because apparently okay. the ghost fire flower is extremely hard to cultivate or synthesize off-planet. Right. Okay. So this, they must have done enough to it to be able to pull it off and, okay. and be able to put it somewhere else. Okay, cool. Hmm. When its seed pods are ground up, an extremely paralytic poison is created. This, when ingested, will cause the victim to appear dead for days, although if medically examined, you will discover they're just paralyzed. That's super cool to yeah. me. Hmm. Yeah. Romeo, yeah. oh, Romeo. Yeah. Wow. Wherefore art thou? Could you Romeo? almost, like, do that to yourself if, like... You yeah, know, if somebody's coming. Yeah, if they yeah. were coming through the town, you knew like. I'll, let's I'll just, just all go to sleep for a minute. Yeah, just grab a ketchup <laughs> a bottle, spray, spray it on you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not a bad just idea. Make a scene. Yeah. They're already dead here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you take the chance of not being able to protect yourself. It, right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But if you already could, like, let's say it's a space marine, you can't protect yourself, so you just 
You play dead. You play <laughs> yeah. dead. Hope that one of those worms doesn't come find Jen. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the night wings. The night wings. Yeah, it only yeah. takes yeah. them a day. You're like, damn it, I got six <laughs> on yeah. me. You wake up. Six yeah, on you me. wake up and you're just slowly being drained. Like, uh, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, wow. So that is all of the Game Master's kit, right? Yep. Wow. So that's just another book they did. Uh, and the next one we're going to talk about is The Edge of Darkness. Uh, which was published in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing we found in this book, uh, which was mainly focused on a heretics, I think, yeah. in this yeah. book, uh, the only thing we found were vapor rats. Yeah. And these are rats found across the galaxy in many different places. And what makes the vapor rat different is that the smell or taste of blood will send the horde of vapor rats into a feeding frenzy biting anything that gets in their way. It sounds like piranhas. Well, Almost, it sounds yeah. like the what people assume piranhas are like. Um, they are described as having wet, oh, fleshy, glistening yeah. skin yeah. that is able to shift and blend into their surroundings. Don't what? like that. <laughs> it's fucking weird. A vapor rat. Yeah. Wet, fleshy, <laughs> glistening skin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nope. I hate fleshy skin. I hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate fleshy skin more well, than anything else. Well, when you expect else. to see fur, and all of a sudden you you think if you were to touch it, some ooze would come away. Like, no, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Yeah. yeah. And they can blend into their surroundings. Yeah, that's interesting. That's, I wonder if they can like assume colors and textures. And yeah, I didn't really they, give they a lot of info. They travel in like packs, apparently. Hordes, sorry, hordes. Yeah. There's, gonna, there's gonna be a vapor rat king as well. There has to well, be. Well, naturally, all the yeah. tales have. Mm-hmm. I was already trying to think of like, okay, there's like the flute for that guy. How do we like blow a blood whistle to like <laughs> bring him over this way? Like, hey, we have a war. I'm we not having you. the same conversation. What flute are you talking about? Like a blood a, flute. Like a blood sit flute. Don't, don't you know? Right. Right. You're right. You should know. I'll just, my blood flute. I totally forgot I had one of those. Never mind. <laughs> I just <laughs> shit, you, stupid, Eric. <laughs> Anyways, it's a perfect defense, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I you always, leave the house. You make I sure you got forget. your car keys, your wallet, your blood flu. Yeah. <laughs> you, I might have forgotten mine. No, you... In all honesty, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> um. So next book. <laughs> Dark Heresy, Disciples of the Dark Gods, and this was in 2008. Uh, Rio's going to take this one, though. Okay. <clears throat> Ooh, it's a long one. It is a long one. <laughs> Good old Rio. Okay. So the first, we're going to talk about the flora first. So the first one on the list is the Zamarkand Rose. So the rose is a fast-growing tree that grows massive and intricate skeletal shapes as it matures. Uh, it does flower, Jeez. and its roses bloom a deep crimson and a midnight hue while giving off a melancholic men- sorry, melancholic scent. Okay, so I'm not a perfume guy. No, no. Right. You're a clone man. Right. Well, even that. No. The, More musky. The nose, <laughs> He's a man of the musk. The nose on this is not very <laughs> strong. Oh, that's where you were capable. going with that. You right. But apparently, like... Smells are categorized as like happy smells, sad smells, melancholic smells. And you I'm trying to sad smell is. I'm trying to figure out what Christian. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> I'm, I literally was trying to figure out like what like what notes can you smell in a melancholic scent, and I just couldn't find it. So if you know 
what a melancholic scent actually smells like. Better yet, you know, just send us a bottle of melancholic perfume. Well, we I don't want to just really want to smell that? be sad. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to send me something. Send me, like, a happy perfume. but Or just money. Subscribe right. to our yeah, Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> but Either yeah. or, you are now obligated to do one of those two That's things. Right. Send us some perfume. It's your, pick your poison. Pay- <laughs> don't send us poison. Don't, yeah. Don't. Please don't send us poison. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Cassie gets really upset by that kind of stuff <laughs> i find it hilarious but she's yeah. not as uh yeah. but open. this was the first time i ever came across something described as a melancholic scent hmm. so i have no idea what it smells yeah. like me either <laughs> <laughs> okay so this rose grows strongest when uh, its roots are fed with the de- uh with blood and decay such <laughs> as rotting flesh okay ah. so similar to the exactly the ghost fire the ghost flower. Flower, yeah. yeah um uh the thorn, the thorns are extremely poisonous, uh, with the smallest scratch able to kill an adult human. Jeez. And the petals of the flower can be crushed and imbibed, creating a powerful hallucinogenic that is highly addictive, sending its uh, ingesters into soporific, soporific, soporific fever, In, sleepy. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. Uh, and dreams of twisting visions that last for hours, as well as this hallucinatory. Uh, hallucinatory effect the petals also cause dreadful ge- genetic Damn. damage to the consumer i was like this sounds oh <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah, it kind of sounds fun at first yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that sounds like a good vision. afternoon yeah like, that sounds awesome oh awesome <laughs> and it makes you sleepy nice i like being like, sleepy. i'd be a scientist for that <laughs> <laughs> but the crazy thing is it's apparently like and we'll talk about the genetic damage a little later but apparently it's so addictive that you just don't care <laughs> that, that always blows my mind like yeah. I, I don't think i've ever been that addicted no. to something yeah. where i was You're like just like a fiend like, yeah gotta get it give me this rose <laughs> you know willing to almost risk yourself scratching on the thorns yeah. just oh, to I pull guess, these yeah. petals off and <laughs> oh yeah snorting oh. some petals or however you take this yeah. i don't know oh, that's totally. crazy of course of that course. was the first choice <laughs> that is the only choice <laughs> for everybody <laughs> <laughs> do i have to take it that way yes okay you that's do. what she said often i'm sure <laughs> anyways okay well, yeah well listen to this so in the worst case scenario a zamarkand rose addict is horrifically changed they become homicidally <laughs> is that a word homicidally homicidally insane yeah um their eyes become bloody orbs, and their blood vessels pulse visibly through their now transparent skin. What? what? You, you yeah. literally become a monster. Yeah. yeah. After, Holy And you Lord. eat this, and then you just constantly want more. That's that's crazy. Uh, nope. Transparent <laughs> skin too. Oh, that one's not for me. The bloody orbs <laughs> in your eyes. Like I, I picture that everything just disappears, and it's just blood red. Yeah. And... Nope. That's you want to kill people? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if they're between you and the blend, yeah, yeah, the you're rose, gonna, uh, you're, yeah. they're going down. Gotta go. So, because of this danger, 300 years ago, the Lord of the Calexus Sector declared the Zemarkand rose a forbidden Xeno species. Though many of the noble elite still cultivate this forbidden flower. Those idiots. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah. yeah. But uh, apparently they um, they use it. Uh, some of them will collect it just because it's, you know, dangerous. And they just sure. like having this dangerous thing around, just like a saber wolf. But others will cultivate it 
for assassinations or mm. plots or intrigues and planting it in other people. So it's we're just even a Saturday afternoon. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> a little dose. There's no just such thing as recre- recreationally using this <laughs> drug. I think you're just we'll find out. We'll see. One I'm, hit and you want to kill your best I'm friend. Curious. <laughs> oh. Just like but go in your own room alone. Know you're going to be a muzzle for a few days or a few months. Yeah. But it's worth it for that. <laughs> twisting visions, Eric. <laughs> Come on. I do enjoy visions that twist. Spaphoric <laughs> fever dreams. <laughs> Come on. Highly addictive. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> you've just set the only the good cor- thing. Yeah, you've just set the course of the rest of your life. Now you don't have to worry about anything else except getting you more. Just got to get more Zam- Zamark yeah. and Rose. Zamarkand. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into the fauna. Uh, so this is what this one looks like. No, nope, no, nope, wait. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Oh. No, no, don't think so. <laughs> For me. <laughs> Uh, so, the Beast of Solomon, mm. spoken only of in whispers, the Beast of Spol- Solomon might not even be a real creature at all. Centuries take place between sightings, or at least centuries between people of Hive City Solomon surviving encounters with the Beast. The Beast is highly efficient, vicious, and, and a powerful creature. Part serpentine, part insectile, but wholly alien. Its molten skin can even shift color to match its environment. That's nice. The creature is blind, so that's always good. You yeah, think, yeah, yeah. You have an advantage on it. At least yeah. you can see. At least you can see. Uh, but it is able what to What if sense... you don't have twenty twenty vision? Oh, you're then like, you're oh, fucked. My glasses broke. No, no, no. This is not no, you got to remember that even then you can see a little. And uh, this thing can see zero. <laughs> <laughs> don't you feel blessed? Are you leveled on the smelling game and everything? No. Well, that's... No. We, yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's able to sense vibrations <laughs> in the air. Uh. Oh, in the so, air, even you can't even like, like little, try to levitate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a little snake tongue, and oh. it can feel stuff. Or is that does it smell? I don't know. Um, and it's able to track its prey through scent. It is a uh, extremely patient creature, often watching its victim for hours before striking. Just imagine mm. being stalked by this thing. For hey, but hours. how does it watch you if it doesn't have eyes? Through its wait a minute. <laughs> through its vibrations. <laughs> I like it. I Good question. That's it. It smells you. <laughs> right. I love this smell. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> it smells you for hours. Yeah. <laughs> just getting sweatier and more tired. Yeah. That's what it loves. Oh my god. He's, he's trying to just now build, he's trying like, to oh, build yes. the entire experience that's what it's trying to do <laughs> See, it's just a connoisseur you know yeah yeah ah yes ah just like this favorite, just, just the right amount of terror <laughs> ah. yeah holy shit uh once it finally does a t- attack it uncoils its serpentine body and strikes with taloned limbs the last thing the prey will see is its many rows of needle sharp teeth there's 40K has a thing for monomolecular yeah. and many rows of teeth. That's yeah, what yeah. 40K loves. So that's nice. Well, And, and death. <laughs> There's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of death. A little bit of war. A little bit of war. No one truly knows what the beast is. And over the years, many different theories have been suggested. So this might not even be a na- natural creature. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first one is like, it's such a crazy creature. Lots of people think it's a warp entity. Yeah. Because it, it's hard to find. There's only one of it. Uh, yeah, and apparently it's centuries old. So how is it sustaining itself mm. so long? Right? Yeah. So there's some weird, not natural things going on. Yeah. There is another rumor that it's uh, an ancient relic from the dark age of technology that uh, 
releases this energy source and the insects and the bugs on the planet get affected by it and then they turn into different types of beasts of solomon oh what? i see so there's it's like a there's a generator somewhere yeah, de- buried that's deep underground. mutating oh, yeah. natural creatures to cause these weird things yeah exactly because okay. even the beast of solomon it might be different things yeah of course it, i mean obviously when it's been hundreds of years since the last one how do you know what you saw is the exact same thing what your grandpa's 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 grandma saw well i don't think you know how generations work but i don't (laughs) um as for a different episode (laughs) (laughs) the beast is not a single creature but a term used to describe the most monstrous deformed abhumans that live deep in the underhive so Hmm. yeah it's just scum i guess just mutated even humans yeah exactly yep um and then yeah the final one is uh, a flesh and blood xenos creature of some type um it might even be a sentient thing who knows like um it's obviously intelligent yeah the ability to track yeah and everything so mm-hmm. yeah and stay hidden yeah i don't i don't like it so out of all of these i think that's all we have for our episode out of all these yeah what do you hate the most what do i, I yeah like what's the one thing no, where no all creature all of, <laughs> all the creatures deserve to just kidding um probably the scariest thing to me on here i think i'm going to go with the i'm going with the vapor rat the vape you don't like the flesh little i don't like that i don't like the fact that they are hordes of them (laughs) yeah they just get attracted to blood and they just run straight for it and they shred everything they can yeah and they're poisonous i think are they also poisonous Where's this? The vapor, vapor rat? rat? No, no, they're not. Okay. They just have the fangs, you know? Right, yeah. Not Look at the lake. fangs yeah. on yeah. it. Look at the claws. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. I think the duck, the dusk stalker. Yeah, probably yeah me too. So Ugh. just to recap that one, this creature uh, feeds nightmares and resembled a withered elderly human combined with a gigantic four-limbed spiders. So <laughs> fuck, it can also mimic your voice yeah. or mimic human voices. And sounds. Yeah. And sounds. Yeah, that's yeah. And and I don't know about you guys, but um, you might think that it, oh, no, you'd be able to distinguish it, blah, blah, blah. There are birds on our planet that I, I've, like, these birds sound like villages, and you literally hear children's voices oh, in what yeah, these birds. Oh, yeah, you showed me that. How, yeah. It's insane. And you can hear dogs barking that this bird sound is making. So crazy. So this thing that looks like a human, <laughs> you are going to get fooled. Human by... spider thing. Yeah. <laughs> Old <Bruh>. human spider. <laughs> so I also don't like the baby arms. <laughs> That's <laughs> another thing that I don't. <laughs> that isn't really a thing, but it is for Eric. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it haunts him That's now, my for nightmare sure. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Brandy, it became you have a... my nightmare. That was mine, but now yeah. that you guys both have that, I want a different one. Okay, let's uh, <laughs> we'll scroll the wheel. Y'all do I, least. I didn't like the idea of the guy that was like just stalking it with his scent. I don't uh, like oh, the cougars beast. for that. The beast yeah, is Solomon. Yeah. You know, another creature that would probably do that is the saber wolf. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. But uh, I want one of those. So. Something, <laughs> something I really like about this series that we're doing is just the variety of environments that they describe to you. Sure. Um, so you have an example of coming across a creature in a swamp. Sure. Or a swampy area, you know, or maybe even just deep in the mountains. And you also have a plant that you might encounter in some noble's garden that you have no idea yeah. what You're it is. You're crawling through the sewers in some underhive. Boom, vapor rack. Exactly, yeah. yeah. What's nice yeah. about it is these aren't just like, hey, here are things that you'll only find in these 
in like one specific environment. They're like, no, here's examples of what you could find adapted to anything. Yeah. So I, I really like how they do that. They don't just limit themselves. Yeah. So yeah, I I love it. I love how much detail we get sometimes on these random fucking things that I've never heard of before. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's always cool research. Okay. Yeah, actually, these type of episodes are probably one of my personal favorites. You don't like talking about uh, philo- philosopher kings, uh, Tao, and, and the Tao. Well, good and... I mean, I do, but I, I, ju- <laughs> I just like the the world building. I, yeah, I do. I appreciate the world building. Yeah. A lot more than I appreciate dates yeah, and yeah. Exactly. Know, specific heroes' battles and yeah. stuff. So as much um, as those are cool, this just makes the world way more real to me yeah. than hearing what someone specific did. Yeah. So the company who wrote these RPG books, Fantasy Flight Games, their books are really well done too. We got a couple here. I'll show you when we're done. But okay. uh, like they, they're laid out nicely. They have such great artwork in them too. It's super. They're, the flavor on the book itself. Sometimes you feel like you're reading an old tome. That yeah. They oh, found, that's awesome. Like yeah. Manuscripts. There's just so much good detail in it. Yeah. So if you've never read any of the Fantasy Flight RPG books, go pick one up. I'm sure you can find one for a couple bucks. Oh yeah. Doesn't even matter RPG. which one. They're, they're totally worth looking through and there's just chock full of just details and you know flavor and it just hits the right tone for 40k whoever like was on the team for writing fantasy flight uh for games workshop like they nailed it yeah they really did that's awesome yeah yeah um well before we actually end the episode uh we want to say thank you to our latest contributors of the imperial tithe yeah. So uh, thank you so much to Kim, Florian, Matthew, Adam, Rico, Eric, you still owe me for those feet pics. Of course. Will, Hoth, Kiel, Kitty Sparks, <laughs> Nananta, Rick, Inyaki, or Fiery. Oh, dude. Sweet. Thank you. And I've... William and Scott. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who, who contributes to us. We appreciate every single person. Of course. Yeah. Um, that does you know mm-hmm. yeah no it, it's crazy um and once again for some reason if you yeah. skipped the beginning of the episode because you don't believe in listening it, to everything we have to say fuck. um <laughs> we are once again you know go download the spotify app yeah do it uh follow us on spotify itself uh, as of october 21st we're going to be exclusive and you're only going to be able to find us on spotify yeah we are super excited for the potential that this brings to our podcast it, mm-hmm. it really is a game changer so yeah, i hope made, you guys are excited too yeah we've had a good number of phone calls uh talking with people there and we're really excited they're obviously really excited to work with us yeah and, you know they they just want to see us grow and yeah we we got a manager and uh He's the same manager who runs last podcast on the left. Oh, it doesn't run it. Who manages them? So oh, that's like oh, interesting. Holy moly! That's pretty neat. I yeah, know that. that's yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, I thought you heard that. No, no. Oh okay, yeah. I don't know. Oh okay, yeah. No, that was really cool because that's one of my all-time favorite podcasts. So now I'm just gonna try to weasel my way onto that. I think. <laughs> I think now I'm I'm podcast well, famous, so I can. Work? I think so. Yeah. If what just, else is I think the if point? You just if not shout loud enough. Yeah your voice will just hit the frequency and be on that podcast. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll give that a whirl just after nice the show. Meow. Meow. <laughs> 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 there it is. Please. 
Uh, anyways, thank you guys uh, for listening. Hey, Rio, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks mm-hmm. for having mm-hmm. me. Always a pleasure. Brianna, next time we're going to make <sighs> you read something. Yep. If I even get a next time. <laughs> I oh, did there see will a be slide a that time. said something very mean. <laughs> that, I don't you think that was what? about That's you. not for you. I would have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it's you not even bitch. for you. It's for what something he made for the previous I love it so much. I thought episodes. it was for me. I was like, that's so perfect. But no, I, right? guess it's I think that's just a Mark saying at yeah. this point. <laughs> Pretty much is. Um, oh but yeah, thanks for joining us, Brianna. That's Always good. a pleasure. Thank and thank you to you, the listener. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know why I hated Sayonara. that so much. Bye. See you next time. Some good love to that camera. I will look at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.